Hi, I'm Darcy. And I'm Kelly. And thanks for joining us for... And, and Another, Another Thing. Thing. Where we talk about current events. Pop culture. Things we love. Things we don't. All slathered in gobs of laughter. And all the feels. So grab a drink, sit down, and join us for... And, and Another, Another Thing, Thing with Darcy and, and Kelly. The Podcast. Hey, this is Darcy. And this is Kelly. Thanks for joining us uh, for today's show, which is... Can, Can we, we pick, pick one topic? <laughs> Dang it. Let's try that again. Yeah. Can we, we pick, pick one topic? There we go. Yeah. Now it's right. <laughs> I think I think not. So, um, you know what, y'all? We just can't... Uh, we'd love to have one through line that we talk about for the whole time, but we just can't narrow it down. There's too much going on. Too much going on. And so we're just going to regurgitate on all of it. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess we're going to start, like we said, with the hearings. We're going to keep updating people, make sure it's all up in your faces. Uh, this week was a very interesting yeah. uh, situation with the primetime thing. And again, I haven't gotten to see the primetime thing, but I, since I typed the news, I got all the highlights. Yeah, and there's so, a lot of highlights out there and highlight reels on, on uh, Twitter. and yeah. yeah. So this week, 187 minutes, which is a little over three hours in which the current, the sitting president of the United States watched the insurrection unfold on his television and he did nothing. nothing. He didn't call the DOJ, he didn't call the military, he didn't call the Pentagon, he didn't. Meanwhile, his closest officials and his daughter and son asked him to call, do something to call it off and he still didn't. Yeah, I wrote down some of the names of all the people who asked him. Mm. Kitzinger, Kiz Kizin? Kissinger, Kissinger, Cipollone, Ivanka, Loria, plus many, many more. Mm -hmm. um, I did. I just wanted to say one thing that Anna <laughs> Navarro was saying that uh, Jared was showering. He didn't even know what was going on. So oh my goes, god! So Jared. So she said, "It's a long that, shower." She said, There's <laughs> not that much of him to wash. <laughs> But that was his excuse. He was in the shower. In the shower the whole for three time. hours. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good for him. I hope he's squeaky clean. Exactly. But um, yeah, so yeah, so he's sitting there in this little dining room watching Fox News the whole time. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, people are saying, "Call them off. Say mm -hmm. something. Make a statement." Right. And all we heard, you know, three hours later was, "You're very special, but it's time we to love go you. home." Yeah. And here's the thing too that got me was they showed outtakes of the following day's statement. January 7th speech. Yep, where he says, um, the election is over, Congress has certified the results. Well, wait, I don't wanna say, I don't wanna say the exactly, election's over. Exactly, and there was another one where he said, um, if you broke the law, you will pay. And then he reiterates, I'm telling you yesterday, we will catch you any, so no, I already said they'll pay. I'm not gonna talk mm -hmm. about that again. Yeah. I mean, if that's not telling. Like, seriously. And then you've got the two people who uh, testified that resigned that, that day, day, which was Matt Pottinger, the former deputy national security advisor, and said, I simply didn't want to be associated with the events that were unfolding on the Capitol. I'm kind of like a little too little too little too late, right. buddy. But and then Sarah Matthews, the former deputy White House press secretary, when he sent when uh, Trump sent out that tweet about Pence not having enough courage to do what he needed to do. 
She says, I just felt like um, when he sent that tweet out, it poured gasoline on the fire. Yeah. Yeah. And so and that, I was also going to say that, too. The only thing the one tweet he did send out was that mm-hmm. was the, the one inciting violence against Mike, uh, Mike Pence. Right. It's just I just don't understand. If you're actually watching these hearings and I actually pulled this information I just shared with y'all from a Fox News clip, these statements. So they are. And it was seemed to be a very unbiased reporting. This is what happened. This was what said. This person said this. They didn't. They didn't. It didn't honestly lean any one way or the Good. other in this clip. I was Guess shocked. What? That's what news is supposed right? to do. <laughs> but I also know they didn't show the primetime special, sure. and they haven't been this whole time. And then they're still saying, you know, leaning toward the big lie and spreading the big lie, but. I just don't understand if you're actually watching these hearings, I don't understand how you can possibly think that any of this is okay or that it's, uh, that it's a witch hunt. I mean, they're showing footage of things that come out of his mouth that are undeniable, unquestionable. They've got the receipts for everything. This is not like, Mm -hmm. oh, you know, she can conjure up spirits. Let's drown her. Make sure she, you know, can drown in a pool of water. This is actual footage. Mm -hmm. And they're not inviting any Democrats to testify. There are no Democrats testifying. And they purposely planned it that way. I heard that. Sorry, I don't have the receipts for this. I did hear somewhere that... um, might have been actually on something I was typing for ABC that they purposely, or maybe on The View, that they are purposefully not having Democrats testify so that they can't come back and say, right. it's all the Democrats doing it's this. In, this is his own the circle. Republicans' own words. Yeah. And one of the things, what's her name, Sarah Matthews? Sarah Matthews. Sarah Matthews, she got, a, a lot of people came at her for being a traitor, mm-hmm. but she got a job with a, the, 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 like the, the Republican PAC. Really? She didn't leave. She just left Trump. She's still a Republican. Sure. She just is going to where her party has some credibility. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's the thing. There's a lot of people who are they're still Republicans, but they've stopped at the line where this is too far. And and I'm fine with that. I don't expect all these people to suddenly become Democrats, you know, because they have their Agreed. ideals or whatever. Agreed. But we we all should, as a collective unit of Americans, say, here's the line that nobody should be allowed to cross. And inciting a, an insurrection upon our Capitol building while it's in session to certify a free and fair election, that is a that should be a no a you know a no brainer uh, deal breaker. Uh, you know, I, I I can't I could not agree with you more. And we've talked about it on here. I can't believe any American and especially Americans. Republicans love to call themselves patriots. Oh my God. They love to bandy around the word patriot. Yeah. I cannot imagine anybody who calls them a patriot who looks at what happened on January 6th, and I'll say this till my dying day, I know I sound like a broken record, who could look at that and say, that was the American way. Right. That's our 1776 moment. Yeah. Uh, it's, As Marjorie it's Trader heartbreaking, Green says. Heartbreaking. So I want to know... What not there, or maybe it's not impeachable offense, but maybe it should be. Wasn't there something in the Constitution that's behavior unfitting a president? That is some sort that of... That sounds familiar. Yeah. It's I mean, somewhere. I feel like that's... And if that's not behavior unfitting a president... Right? Like how, to call out what? your own vice president? Yeah. 
When you see or, a mob of animals, at yeah. that point, they were animals. Absolutely. The mob mentality took over, and I don't care if you just went there to take pictures and, you know, meet up with your friend Bubba from across the way. Mm -hmm. Once it got in and it became, you know, hell broke loose, mm -hmm. nobody was in their right mind. Yeah. Nobody was in their right mind. It I know animals. somebody who was there. She didn't, when they, she didn't rush the Capitol with them, but she was there for the speech and it was really interesting that she had posted pictures of being there that day on Facebook. And I remember thinking to myself, she better pull these down or she's going to get her ass caught and arrested. Absolutely. And she did delete them, but not after I saw many comments of, it was amazing. It was, you know, these, these people think that they're, that they're doing the Boston Tea Party. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'm like, no, no, you're not. You're crazy pants and you must be stopped well and like we've talked about it before boston tea party they had muskets you had to reload <laughs> you had to throw the gun away or yeah. get a new one or yeah, it takes you shot. 25 minutes to reload out mm -hmm. of your little pouch and your on your back you know right and they, their lives were absolutely being terrorized by the british you know the british were coming in and they were killing people they were taking their land they were taking their homes they were raping their wives and their children and they were doing all these horrible things it's like that is when you get to do that that's when the militia comes in yeah. that's when the right to bear arms and you know if you've listened to our show we're not against the right to bear arms correct i am against people having ak-47s mm -hmm. you know i was thinking about this in the shower this morning like you do um <laughs> that so you need a car, a regular license to drive a car, and everybody's made the comparisons about you needing a license for guns, whatever. Mm -hmm. But even with a driver's license, you can't go to a speedway and drive a race car without taking special yeah, lessons. That's true. You have to go through a safety course. You have mm -hmm. to, you know, they have to make sure you can do it. Right. And I don't have a problem with somebody for who wants your to shoot. safety. <laughs> I don't have a problem, or the safety of others. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. So I don't have a problem with somebody who decides, you know what, for one time in my life, I want to shoot a machine gun. I want mm -hmm. to shoot it. There are people who are gun aficionados. I'm not saying mm -hmm. there aren't. But you go and you learn a safety course and you do mm -hmm. it in a protected um, range. In a specific and, area. Yeah, in a specific area. In a gun area. range. And you're like, oh, that was fun. I don't want to own one. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I got to feel like Rambo for 10 minutes. Yeah. Like, why but is nobody that? nobody needs one in their house. Yeah, I don't get it. I was looking at this... Um, it just looked like gun porn to me. Somebody, uh, a man or a man, I don't know. Somebody did a, a photo essay on people and their guns. Mm. And people are just like put, designing them into stars on their driveway or in their hope with their kids each holding one and the wife holding one and the husband. Rooms and rooms full of weapons. Like here's, oh, isn't this neat? That is crazy. I'm going to see if I could find the link to it and put it on our page. It, it's just, it's horrifying. I just don't understand it. I mean, especially after all these mass shootings and children dying, it's like, what, what has to happen before you under, before you're willing to hand over your uh, militarized weapons? And what again, is ha what has to happen? And again, if somebody wants a weapon or two in their home to defend themselves, I have no problem Handgun with that. Handgun or rifle. Fine. I have no problem Fine. with that. 
you yeah. co if you collect old timey, you know, I mm -hmm. collect Smith and Wessons from the 1800s. I have no problem with that mm -hmm. either. Mm -hmm. It's a collection. We have a friend who collects knives and swords. <laughs> yeah. She has an entire wall yep. of stabby things. Yes. Um, <laughs> it's really impressive. And it then, is. And very dangerous during and an earthquake. <laughs> it, I'm sure she will never be robbed because somebody's going to come right? in and take a look at that wall and walk like, right I'm out. out. I am so out. So it's not that I am trying to take that away from people. Mm -hmm. And if you're an enthusiast and you go, but why do you mm -hmm. need 800 and a safe room? And mm -hmm. okay, I'm stepping uh, off my soapbox. <laughs> oh my gosh, we have like five more things yeah, to get to. We have lots of things to get to. I just wanted to, so there's the latest update on the hearings. Um, I also heard, speaking of Marjorie Trader Green. Ugh. She said something that just really got me hot this week. Um, and I will quote exactly what she says. <clears throat> Excuse me. <laughs> I was up a little bit late last night, so I'm, <laughs> I sound like a dude and I'm phlegmy. So she says, and I quote, children are in the greatest danger in America today because traditional family values are being destroyed. The idea that mom and dad together, not fake mom and fake dad, but the biological mom and dad can raise their children together and do what's right for their children. <clears throat> Where now, do you unpack that? Well, you are the daughter of, you are adopted. Anyway, yeah. you go. So I have a biological father. My mom and, and uh, biological dad were divorced very, when I was very, very little. And um, mom met my dad and married him and he adopted me and my sister Jody Ann. And so this is incredibly offensive to me because that is not my fake dad. That is my daddy. And I just don't understand. Oh God, she's such a garbage person. She wants to force women to have babies that they cannot take care of and trying to encouraging them to give them up for adoption if they can't keep them. But then out of the other side of her mouth, she's saying that adoptive parents are fake and not real parents. Uh, uh, pick a lane. Well, pick a lane. And also, you cannot tell me that an adoptive child is better off than being in, okay, mommy and daddy stay together. Daddy is sleeping with his secretary. Mommy mm -hmm. is drinking and taking Xanax in the bathroom. The kids are being raised by a nanny or not mm -hmm. even. You cannot tell me. Or there's constant fighting or there's abuse. You abusive know, homes. People getting beat on and. I mean, these, yeah. these Orthodox Christian or, um, Mormon, these communities, I mean, we won't get into that, but mm -hmm. you can't tell me that being in an abusive house is better than, I mean, adoption costs 15, 30, $100,000. Yeah. Somebody really wants to have mm. a child to go through that, to pay it. And the heartbreak, how many people mm. I know who have lost the first one, they thought, yeah. you know, so many people. And sometimes by the time they get to the decision of adoption, they've already gone through several expensive rounds of IVF. Correct. You know? Or foster parenting, and then the parent mm -hmm. gets out of rehab, or you know, right. whatever. You can... And a lot of this, I feel like, was also geared towards LGBTQ people adopting oh, of children. Of course, of course. Um, and but I'm in, sorry. within that, she's, you know, she's not thinking about the people who got adopted by a, a female and a male. You know, I know she's targeting of gay course. couples yeah, here. Yeah, that's why she's saying but fake But I'm moms, offended because you're calling my dad fake now. Of course. And it's, you know, not to take it away from, not to do that thing where, where you try and, uh, 
oh, I relate because this happened to me when you're, yeah, that's not what I'm trying to do. But she just offended a ginormous, you know, section of human beings in this country. And we have friends who are um, a gay couple who are married who adopted their little girl. She's wonderful. We're not going to say their names just in case they don't want any of this known. <laughs> but they're also wonderful foster parents. And I, you know, am like, just what a, how dismissive to people and granted we hear horror stories about foster parents and adoptive parents sometimes too but for the most part you know people want to do good and they want to take care of the children Absolutely. that desperately need love and how dare you try to make that be less than just because of your stupid religion i <laughs> just well and the whole thing that the only way children could be happy is is to have a mother and a father biological right. she's calling it out biological mother and father in the home mm -hmm. i'm calling bullshit on that because mm -hmm. i really feel like a lot of marriages are are worse on the kids oh, than totally. if they got a divorce yeah yeah and you know what these days so many kids I'll have friends whose parents are divorced and it's like it's not the stigmatized thing that it used to be I feel like you know? it hasn't been for like 30 years a long time yeah. I mean when we were kids there were well no I grew up in the valley so the valley is like a you know a, a affluent although we weren't an affluent suburb of Los Angeles yeah um so it was a little bit more accepted there there were a lot of like second husbands or single moms mm. um but I feel like it's been a long time since the stigma of having divorced yeah. parents have been around. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe not in very religious homes, but right. I'm in this Facebook group, uh, Jewish women talk about anything. And there are a lot of very, very religious Jewish women. And when people talk about abuse, they're like, get out. And it's not, and that's not normalized. I mean, it's even getting normalized in the orthodoxy that if you are in a bad marriage, it is better to get out for your children's mm. sakes, even in orthodoxy. So okay. I don't buy it. I call yeah. bullshit on this. Yeah. I've never felt, that's probably the one thing in my religious evangelical home that I grew up in that, like, I remember asking my mom one day, you know, well, what happens if, if, you know, there was no such thing as divorce, so you didn't get divorced. And I said, well, what if the husband's really just beating the crap out of the mom all the time? She goes, well, I just don't think God's okay with that. She goes, I think, you know, get out. And, but then of course she'd been divorced at this point right. from an abusive person, but this was before she, you know, converted to evangelicalism. But, um, I don't know, maybe she was saying that to make herself feel better, but at the same time, I don't disagree with it. Looking back now, I'm Absolutely. like, I'm glad she got out, Absolutely. you know, I mean, wow. But you know, it just, it just goes to character. She's just, she's yeah. a, she's a, She's I'm just, sorry, she's a worthless human being. She's vile. And I hate that she's um, taking up my precious air. <laughs> you know? And, I, and, I, I'm resentful that I have to say, share the same air as this And woman. government resources. Yeah. I just, how is she? Ugh. I don't know, but yeah. Come on, Marika. Let us know we what you think. we got to choose better people. Let us know what you think on the whole fake parent yes. thing. Please write in and let us know. Absolutely. And, um, uh, so parenting, oh, oh, you, you got a story about books, yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so I stumbled across this article this week that there is uh, a public library in Iowa that closed down. Um, the Vinton Public Library in a town that's about 40 miles north of Cedar Rapids closed after most of the staff quit because the residents of the town were complaining about uh, LGBTQ plus workers there 
the books they carried and the displays they had. Um, they felt there were, um, I have all these details here. Hang on that. So, well, let me say a little history of the library is that it first opened in 1904 and it had the same director for 32 years. And then that person retired. Um, the library closed on July 8th. So what the residents were doing, they were pissed off about, uh, displays that were predominantly too democratic for them or that there was uh, LGBTQ displays in the children's section. And one person at the, a library board meeting quoted, um, for each LGBTQ plus book promoting their lifestyle, there should also be books promoting how God created and designed people as either male or female from birth for life. Hmm. Cause they were, they were mad that there was a display also that, uh, a, a book that Kamala Harris had written mm -hmm. and then a book that Jill Biden had, had written. And they were up there because Kamala had just visited there and she gave the book to, you know, the library, whatever. And you know why there wasn't one that Trump wrote or Reagan wrote because they have, oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, interestingly, the director that took over for the retired person, but quit, her name is Jeanette McMahon. I love this quote. She said, um, they were, so the residents were also complaining that there weren't enough books on Trump. And she said, I can't buy what doesn't exist. Yep. And there weren't quality books about Trump. There's a long process to choose materials based on reviews and what publisher puts it out. We don't just go, what looks good on Amazon today and buy it. Yep. So all these books by, you know, are written by people who are um, promoting the big lie with him. So she's like, I'm not absolutely, doing that. Absolutely. Um, also, this is what they were doing because Republicans are sneaky and they cheat instead of going through the official process to get a book removed from the library where they there's paperwork and stuff like that they were checking them out and just never returning them they check out the books they didn't like and and just not bring them back well like, good good way to keep all the kids in the area from ever learning anything yes so i'm just like i'm just disgusted you know and um the staff had quit and then there was just nobody Good for the staff there to to work at the library well, i guess they're going to reopen july 18th with like ex limited hours and the people who used to work there are going to come and volunteer but this lady left the, this jeanette mcmahon sorry this last detail no 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 I, then i'm gonna let you talk um when she finally quit she said is because she was getting death threats and she didn't feel safe there death threats in freaking iowa to a librarian to a librarian what, do you feel big now? You a big man? You a big woman? Like, come on. So this poor woman has to go, and she left the area and, and went somewhere else and found a library that, you know, she felt safer working at. Can you believe that? A library she felt safe working Right? At. What's Iowa? She's really man a librarian. Holy um, crap. Okay, so this is actually a really good segue into what I was going to talk about next, but... Um, Okay, first of all, I've worked in the book industry for, since I was 16 years old. Mm -hmm. uh, how, oh, 40 years. It's exactly 40 years. <laughs> uh, wow. Okay, yes, I got my first bookstore job when I was 16 years old. Um, <laughs> if you think that there's not LGBTQ plus people working in the book industry, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you wouldn't have books without... Right. <laughs> 
the Come LGBTQ on. plus population. Yeah. Uh, that's number one. From publishing all the way down to booksellers mm-hmm. to whatever, book buyers. Mm-hmm. Um, I've talked on the show when I worked in a bookstore in uh, the Beverly Center when I first moved to L.A. I literally did not have a single straight friend or a colleague, and it was the best time of my life. Um, <laughs> anyway, so, you know, talking about the books that are in the children's section that um, I stumbled across this vile thing on Twitter called the Ugh. libs of TikTok. If you haven't checked it out, check it out. Um, it's just libs of TikTok. So it, 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 the first one I saw was them making fun of a, a teacher's um, books that they were teaching in class, which mm-hmm. were on um, pronouns. Um, there's one about a little Why Hispanic so boy who, up wants with to, that? who wants to be a mermaid. And it talks about Aww. like how his abuela, you know, makes him a skirt that looks like a fish scales, you know, like mm-hmm. everybody in his family supports him. And then there's another one. I mean, it's just books about children being fluid, finding out for themselves, you know, what they are. So Libs of TikTok grabbed this and they're trying to make fun of these teachers. And they have tons of content on there. And I'll tell you in a second how it turned to be uh, just demonizing LGBTQ+. It started out first as an anti-vax mostly, but it devolved. Um, So what I've been doing is I've been writing down the titles in all of these, and I'm Mm -hmm. making sure that our buyers in our store (laughs) buy them. So I'm actually using it as a shopping list. Good. That's awesome. Or what our buyers should carry in our children's department. Because at um, the the university I work for, we have a textbook store, and then we also have a separate bookstore that's a general bookstore. So we do have a kid's section and stuff. So uh, (laughs) little do they know, they are giving me fodder. And the more they, the more they make fun of it, the more I buy, man. The good. more I buy. Good, good, good. I love it. So, um, so I am extremely embarrassed that TikTok is the creation of Haya Rachik, who is a Jewish real estate developer from New York. Wait, libs of TikTok is created by this woman. Right. You said just TikTok. Oh no, no, no! TikTok, libs of TikTok. China made TikTok. Yeah, yeah. So I just no. want to. Yeah, I just want to make Big sure. Big clarification. <laughs> yeah. No, libs of TikTok was yeah. created. Was the creation of Haya Reichik, who's a, a, a again the orthodoxy, the orthodoxy is full of shit, and I'll say it again, <laughs> a, a pretty religious Jewish woman who's a real estate developer from New York, um, and it just demonizes. It makes fun of. What it does is it takes the the TikTok videos of people who are like talking about. You know, somebody who was um, dead named, somebody who was misgendered, and they're like crying in their car, and they go, oh, you know, they just make fun of them. It's horrible. It's just horrible. So so she started it out um, with the quote that this was her, this is what she wanted to do. She wanted to give the Republicans their their dose of daily cringe from the woke (sighs) crowd. Right. So, like I said, at the beginning, it was mostly anti-vax stuff. I think it was created in 2020. Yeah. So mostly it was anti-vax, anti-Fauci, and particularly anti-celebrity who was pro-vax or pro-Fauci. And then she started, she realized that the more LGBTQ plus content she had on there, her rating soared. So that's what she's run with now. And she's horrible calling out trans folks, horrible. Um, calling out teachers who teach, again, gender fluidity. And, um, oh, and the whole, uh, 
the whole concept that teachers who teach this are grooming our children, right? right? That's the whole DeSantos thing with the don't say gay is that that yeah. LGBT people all want to groom our children to all be gay. They won't be happy until every child, you know, right. is gay or trans. Um, that's what they think. So I, I just, <coughs> it's horrifying, horrifying. Check it out. I don't want you to check it out for too long because I don't want her to get any, any advertising don't credit. Follow and don't her. follow <laughs> Don't give her a penny. And I just am so embarrassed that it's a Jewish woman. I just, Ugh. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for her. I, I apologize for my religion and my gender. <laughs> I just, uh, yeah. Where do these, I just had no idea how many garbage people there are in this country. I, Until you, you know, start delving into it. Yeah. Or just, they're just popping up everywhere and they're the loudest people. And it's like, I was pretty much on the same page as Anne Frank when she says, I believe everybody's truly good at heart. Right. Um, I don't believe that anymore. I don't. Not with what we're seeing going on in the, in, in the whole world, too. It's I know. not like I know. This, this fascist, extreme rightist nonsense is not just happening here. No. It's happening in other countries, in other democratic countries. And it's, we've already been here. We have been here before. And so those of us who are seeing that for what it is, we've got to get off our asses and do stuff about it. Like I'm Absolutely. about to find out where I can uh, sign up for a phone bank where I can call people in red states yeah. and ask them if they're going to vote and then hopefully talk to them about, well, yeah. you know, I don't well, know. Well, that's the we've thing, too, is that you have to have action. You know, we yeah. have to have action behind what we're talking about. And that mm -hmm. goes for everybody. And it's, I mean, whatever it is, talk to two people. Mm -hmm. Talk to with me. <laughs> it's talking to my, my conservative family. You know, yeah. like, like charity starts within. So I really yeah. try and do that. But, mm -hmm. you know, Darcy makes a good point for us to sit here and, and talk platitudes about it. It's not enough. We have yeah. to have action. Yeah, I just don't feel like. And if we find out volunteer positions, uh, you know, opportunities, we will absolutely post it. Mm. Um, and if you, any of you know of anything, you know, yeah. what do you do? I know some of you people um, that listen to this do uh, call and make calls and drive people to polls and stuff. So please mm -hmm. let us know if, if, you know, what volunteer opportunities are out there and let yeah. us know how you're feeling. Yeah. Um, especially if you don't agree with us, man, we want to know. Mm. If you don't live in California, tell us what the climate is like where you are. I mean, how do, how do you feel? We we're you know, uh, in a big blue city, in a big blue state, mostly, or at least this part of and it. And we're pretty insulated where we live, yeah, too. We very, live in a, you know, a fairly mm -hmm. suburby. Um, yeah. Uh, so and we yeah. have, you know, three major, well, we've got L.A., San Francisco, where else? San Diego's kind of purple. Yeah at this yeah. point it's getting it used to be totally red mm -hmm. when i grew up there i mean there were the beach combers but i mean the people who lived there were pretty mm -hmm. pretty white bread and orange county of course pretty white bread but um mm -hmm. but if not for the huge cities we have here it'd be a pretty red state you know you drive out you know into the desert areas you know yeah 50 Lodi miles in any and, direction. you know well yeah. not 50 <laughs> miles west because you'd be in the water but yeah yeah <laughs> yeah a lot, um, lot of rednecks here. Yeah, so please, you know, interact with us. And oh, by the way, we still are accepting pet peeves and ask us questions of what we can answer for you. Yes, we need to do a an, an advice show very soon. Yes, so please. Send us those questions. Um, okay. Okay, so now let's talk happy stuff. Yes, let's talk let's about some talk fun stuff. happy stuff. What do you want to start with? I want to talk about how happy I am for my girl J-Lo. <laughs> 
and Ben Affleck. Affleck. Um, I just, man, if you've seen their wedding pictures, they look so happy. And everybody mm. who knows them, I was going to say, everybody I know is so happy. No, everybody who knows them <laughs> is just so happy. And um, I don't know if you saw the pictures, but I'm telling you, she looked 20 on her wedding day. She, like, seriously, she has sold her soul to the devil because she does not age. She's, and she's going backwards. I like, mean, the seriously. pictures that she took, and they even said all the pictures from the wedding, they had no photographers. It was their kids taking pictures on their phones. Yeah. So that is not filters, people. That yeah. is what J-Lo looked at her wedding. Well, she did have her perfectly airbrushed makeup and her professionally done hair. You know what I mean? Like oh, she I'm didn't sure. like right. she roll didn't out of bed it. and go to right. the, you know, the chapel. Right. But right. she didn't yeah. put on her CVS right. lip gloss and roll in. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but speaking of rolling in, they just walked into a chapel on the strip. Like the last couple to be married that day. The, pre, uh, the minister wrote a really funny article about it. And he's talking about, I just looked up and there they were. And he's like, I'm trying not to dork out and I'm trying to be really calm. And, but he said it did last longer Excuse than me. normal, um, that it was like almost an hour because they had, they did have vows that they wrote to each other. And they uh -huh. had, I think the kids talked and um, they took a couple minutes to get changed. He changed into a tux and she changed into mm -hmm. a very simple off the shoulder short white dress. <laughs> um, so I guess the fourth time is a charm for her. I and it just seems like she's so. so happy. Well, let me say this. On The View, Sonny Hostin apparently talks regularly with J-Lo's mom, Lupe. And Lupe think, really thinks that this is the love of her life and has always been. And that she feels very strongly that this one's going to stick. Yeah, because, that's what the minister yeah. said. She said he said um, I could just tell that this was. He said I know it was twenty years in the making, but mm -hmm. if I've ever seen people who are soulmates, it's them. Aww, I know. That's sweet. And they said that the kids were all getting along and happy that's and nice. taking pictures, and they all went out in front. I guess there's a pink Cadillac with a Vegas. I mean, a, a Vegas guy, uh, an Elvis guy. You could take pictures, <laughs> and they did all of that. So good oh, for wow. them. They did it on their terms. I mean, she's had enough big white weddings, so has he. Yeah. Um. So yay for them. I, you know, I was always team uh, Jennifer Garner, Jennifer yeah. 1.0, but because um, I just love her. I do too. And uh, I, I still wish that had worked out for them. But at the same time, I hope he's a different person than he is then, because he was, you know, he was a mess. Yeah. And, and uh, she really, I mean, she did the work with him. So did. I give her a lot of credit. She got mm -hmm. him to rehab more than once. Yeah. Even after they were divorced, she yeah. took him to rehab. And I hope J Lo appreciates that. And I, I hope she has said so. I hope so, you too. Know? And I hope that they I hope have she a... acknowledges. And I hope they can be friends. I hope and, so, too. Yeah. I hope they have a good relationship. I do, too. Yeah. Um, I think that's important. Because, again, I, I, was, I was team Benefer only because I love her so much. Mm -hmm. um, he's, I've well, never I've always, disliked him. I've actually always kind of been a fan of his. And I always yeah. felt like he gets a bad rap in Hollywood. Because when, when they blew up him and Matt Damon... He made some bad choices out of, oh my God, this could all go away overnight and right. I'm just going to do everything, say yes to everything. Right. Whereas Matt was more careful with his choices and had a much more steady, yeah. uh, more acclaimed career. And so I've always felt like he just, he's gotten a lot of garbage in Hollywood. Yeah. And I've always been like, come on, Ben. You know, he's been kind of a dick as of late, but like he was uh, quoted as saying something about uh, Jennifer Garner about how he had said, 
he I wouldn't be married to her today or something, something like, like he was that. he was so miserable yeah. he drank because he was miserable and and I think that came out wrong honestly I think you he can, was miserable with him himself. with himself and it came out sounding like she made me miserable and I don't think that was the situation but if that is true then damn right he should have should have said let me clarify right. and I'd, that I know of mm. he never did right. but of course that's not sexy. People aren't going to report that. He right. could have come out the next day and had a retraction and say, yeah. wait, that was taken out of context mm -hmm. and we would never know. Mm -hmm. But yeah, yeah, I agree with that. But anyway, so yeah. We just wish you all that. I know you listen. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and if you listen, why don't you come on our show sometime? Right. That would be great. I know you live not too far from here. You live in Bel Air, right? So, um, who, Ben and J-Lo? I think the, yeah, they bought a big old house. I'm sure they, they got... They both sold their own, and then they bought a big one, I think. Okay. Because um, right. they showed her out shopping for houses in, like, eight-inch platforms. That's her, like, walk-around outfit. I want to know when they, these people have time. Because this girl does not sleep. Like, seriously? Yeah, if you've watched How, her documentary. When does she have time to shop for houses? Yeah, she's out <laughs> She's out in a little sundress and eight-inch platforms yeah. uh, with a realtor. And I'm like, that's understand. what she wears on a comfortable day, but good for her. That's crazy. All right. Uh, here I'm lamenting not being able to walk right in sneakers, so I don't know. <laughs> right. I don't um, know. The second super fun thing we have is, okay, so there's a television show called Who Do You Think You Are? And it cha uh, takes us, you know, celebrities and, and takes them back in their genealogy. Um, and it's, a, you know, uh, sponsored by Ancestry. Dot com. And who's the guy who does it? He's really interesting too, right? Is it? I don't know. This is you're thinking about something another different. Okay. There's another show that With I can't think of the name Henry of. Henry Gates or something. Something yeah, like okay. that. This is the NBC show that is actually executive produced by Lisa Kudrow. Oh. Okay, yeah. 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 I know. Yeah. 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 But um, it's been off the air for a few years because of the pandemic, and so they've come back, and one episode uh, featured Nick Offerman as in Mrs. Mr. Megan Mullally. And <clears throat> what him. was so interesting about his story to me was that his ancestry on his mother's side goes all the way back to pre-revolutionary war America in upstate New York, where I'm from. And he had this cranky, great, great super times, however many great granny who at the time in the area, the, the is very heavily populated by the Mohawk Indians, the Mohawk and the Iroquois Nation. And Sir William Johnson, the founder of my hometown, was the Indian relations guy for the region. Oh, wow. And so lots of deals, land deals and stuff were going on between the two, um, us, the colonizers and the indigenous people, oh, the Mohawks. Oh, that's so cool. So the, the way that, I guess, the Mohawk, and generally uh indigenous people think of at the time their land and stuff is like we will we will share our land with you we will allow you to use it as long as you do x y and z and you do this to it and blah blah blah, blah. and they felt that if any time they weren't somebody wasn't using their land properly that they would take it back from them okay yeah there we'll Makes share sense. with you just be good you know yeah be good tenants yeah um but, you know, colonizers are like, well, no, I've got this people piece of paper that says I own it. Yeah. And if you want it back, I'll kill you. <laughs> you know? So I guess he had this super great granny who started a pub. Her and her husband, he died earlier, and she started a pub, which were in people's homes at the time. 
Yeah. I, I learned. And she was, uh, I guess, all, I don't know exactly all what went on, but uh, the, the Mohawk didn't like how she was doing it. They were trying to get the land back from her or whatever. Um, long story short, I don't, I actually don't even remember how it turned out, but <laughs> it just blew my mind that Nick Offerman goes to my hometown, which is Johnstown, New York, Podunk, upstate New York, and to the Johnstown Public Library and to meet with somebody to learn all this stuff about Sir William Johnson, the founder of my town, who, by the way, like my high school mascot is the Sir Bill and the Sir Bills wow. and the Lady Bills. And so he's sitting in the public library that I've been in a million times. And there were aerial shots over my hometown. And I was like, this is crazy pants because nobody knows where I'm from. It's so little. And it was just, so it was just a really fun episode to watch. And, and oh, that sounds amazing. very interesting. And so anyway, it's back. And the interesting thing is they started with him on the journey and he was supposed to go to wherever it was the first stop in his journey. And then the pandemic happened and it like, there's talking with him and he's like, Oh, I guess I'm going to such and such a place. And then it fades to black and goes 18 months later. <laughs> we, finally yeah, we finally went to such and such. And his mother and aunt had done, had gone back as far as they could mm -hmm. up to that point. So they were super excited that he had this opportunity. And then these poor ladies had to wait 18 months, you know, through the pandemic. But anyway, it was really fun, and it's just a really interesting show. Um, who do you think you are on NBC? And I just very wanted cool to, to share that because you know my hometown, nothing happens there. It's also the birthplace birthplace of Elizabeth Cady Stanton, and oh, um, her house she was born in is a historical landmark and stuff. My town is full of rich, rich pre-revolutionary war history. There was actually a battle, a Revolutionary War battle fought there, the Battle of Johnstown, and. Uh, just one more thing I want to say, and then we can. You know wrap what? It's your it's your show too. You can talk as much <laughs> as you want. <laughs> well, I just want to bore people because it's like this is my hometown and nobody cares. But one year we went. Uh, the whole family came into town for one of the cousins' wedding, and my sister's boyfriend at the time came with us. And he's big on when I go to a new place, I want to learn about the place I'm mm -hmm. at. And so I guess he was talking to my dad one night or whatever, and dad got it in his mind that we were going to do like a tour of the town, and he picked out all the, I don't know how, because this was like prior to Google, I think maybe, maybe not, but he certainly didn't look this stuff up on the internet. I don't know how he got the information, but we stopped at all the landmarks. Like I grew up in a town where there was a, you know, those historical, uh, uh, Pla placard, plaques, yeah. yeah, that, that are just in the, in this the happened town, here. this yeah. happened here. I grew up walking by those things yeah. on the street all the time and never reading them. And we went all over the place. We went to Sir William Johnson's home, which I'd been to before, but um, just, I learned more in that one day gallivanting around with my family than I ever learned about my hometown in school. Isn't that funny? I always learn so much more when somebody comes to visit and they're like, oh, I want to yeah. go to the steps where Laurel and Hardy did the piano. And I'm like, what? And right? it's like, What's oh that? yeah, it's yeah. in East LA. Or... Yeah, I have mm -hmm. to say I give that a lot of credit to my uh, my old boyfriend, TJ, because mm -hmm. whenever there were sign markers when we were on a trip, we'd mm -hmm. always pull over and go look. I yeah. do now, yeah. I'll tell you, because I am I love, history is so interesting Me when it's too. taught in a good way, when you have somebody who loves the actual stories that happened yeah. and isn't obsessed with just you memorizing dates. Exactly. You know, it's like history is full of amazing, fascinating drama and sometimes horrible drama, you know, but yeah. um, I, I like to, I like to know it. 
Well, I mean, and that could be a whole other show about yeah. critical race theory and how, how history, I mean, you learn about something, you're like, we weren't taught that. Yep. I mean, I wasn't taught that Columbus was this horrible colonizer who came and mm-hmm. killed all the indigenous people and claimed, you know. Yeah. It, it, that's for everybody who ever stuck their flag somewhere. That's true. <laughs> that sounds nasty, but it's not. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> yeah. Um, was there anything else that no, for I just happy wanted time? to give a super, super, super quick um, things we love since it's very hot and it's yes. very stinky. Um, as juicy girls, you know, you get moist. I know people hate that <laughs> word, but I'm gonna use it anyway. Let's say it again. Uh, moist. moist. Uh, we just <laughs> lost all five listeners. Um, <laughs> uh, Lumi deodorant. If you're on. Uh, Facebook for any length of time you probably get hit, or TikTok you probably or um sorry Insta you probably get hit with commercials or maybe it's just in my feed because how's I, it spelled L U M E you think it's just Loom, one e? but it's Lumi Lumi yeah. okay got it it's it developed it's deodorant but they have stick deodorant but they also have cream deodorant and they have um, purse packs for their wipes it's all it's ammonia free it's all natural it's um, invented by a female gynecologist. And you could put it in your nether regions. You could put it in places that fold and get collect moisture under the boobs. It's the best thing for boob sweat. Yeah. It's the best thing. I can't even, I can't tell you how, I've already, I'm already on my second, second refill. Um, I get the coconut, warm coconut, um, and then fresh linen for the wipes. They are fantastic. Mm. They're a little spendy, but they always have bundles and they always have discounts. So I'm telling you, not just for ladies, um, but ladies, it it it's it goes into the fl- pliable bendy parts. Mm. Um, but well, uh, dudes have some they pliable parts, bendy parts. Yeah, too. yeah, that could use. Um, some and they do have unscented for dudes. I mean, they you don't oh, have nice. to get scented, and they have a tangerine one that's really good too. But okay, Lumi, uh, check it out if you get uh, moist. Moist. Uh, so now we're gonna <laughs> leave it on that. Please, please, if you don't already, follow us everywhere. Yes, everywhere. And another thing, TV. And another thing with Darcy and Kelly. Leave us a review if you can, wherever you're listening. And uh, send us in your questions so we can give you terrible advice. Yes, or it might be the best advice you've ever had. You, you never don't know. know. We're pretty smart, chicas. <laughs> um, and uh, please, please comment on our Facebook page. Is the blessed. The blessed. It's the blessed place to do that. <laughs> Live, laugh, love. Um, <laughs> well, I want to eat, pray, love. I prefer that. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> In the meantime, folks, stay safe, stay sane. And healthy and hopeful. Thanks for listening. We out. <laughs> <laughs>